truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings and Merry Christmas. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Thank you to uh, Aaron and the the future Mrs. McIntyre for putting yeah. all of this together. Looks quite nice and scenic around here. Uh, and seasonal. I love the the blue bulbs behind me. I like that. You know, I'm you big like on, on blue yeah. for Christmas. You know, I love that color. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't mind the red and the green as well. I just love, I love the way that blue just pops this time of year. Yeah, so it looks great. What is it? It's... It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Okay. Is it, it, that's okay now, right? Totally appropriate. I'm in. You're in now? Okay. So now we are all, it's official. We are now all officially Christmas slaps now. Yep. Although technically it's no. Advent, not Christmas. No. But I'm in. I just need a yes or no. <laughs> Is that a yes? I'm yes. in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that's good enough. Thank you. 888-900-3393 is the number. Hope you had a great and a joyous Thanksgiving weekend. 888-900-3393. If you are a longtime loyal viewer, listener to the show, you know this is usually my worst show of the year. I don't know why. It, I think it's because I'm just getting used to being home again, and then suddenly I'm snapbacked into the work routine. So I'm typically the rustiest the, the Monday after Thanksgiving. And then, you know, we take that long break at Christmas, and I'm, and I'm totally recharged when we come back, and I'm like raring to go. But this break, is, is, it's kind of like right in the middle, where the first couple of days, I'm still kind of like, don't I have a bunch of work to do? Mm-hmm. And then I finally begin to settle in, and I'm like... Oh, crap, I got to get back to work. All right, so if we seemed a little scatterbrained today or a little bit uh, more harebrained than normal, uh, it, it's it's just our way. You can email us, steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. That's D-E-A-C-E. And again, keep that number handy. We will have our Monday Town Hall coming up next hour at 888-900-3393. Our good friend Bob Vanderplatz will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour as well. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a lot to catch up on. We'll start with President Trump, who visited troops unannounced in Afghanistan on Thanksgiving Day. But there's nowhere I'd rather celebrate this Thanksgiving than right here with the toughest, strongest, best and bravest warriors on the face of the earth. You are indeed that. Newsweek fired a reporter who published a story about Trump's Thanksgiving plans, mistakenly saying he would be tweeting and golfing. Speaking of media mistakes. This is what Spencer wrote in an op-ed about what the White House did. On November 14, partly because the president had already contacted me twice, I sent him a note asking him not to get involved in these questions. The next day, White House counsel Pat Cipollone called me and said the president would remain. I want to make a quick correction. This is a pretty big correction. Uh, earlier in the segment, as we were talking about former Navy Secretary Richard Spencer, we mistakenly showed the wrong image uh, of white supremacist Richard Spencer. Very deeply sorry for that mistake. Checking in on Joe Biden and hang on to your butts for this one. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Apologizing for dictators is a bold strategy, but Michael Bloomberg is going to test it. The Communist Party wants to stay in power in China, and they listen to the public. 
when the public says I can't breathe the air, Xi Jinping is not a dictator. He has to satisfy his constituents or he's not going to survive. He's not a dictator? No, he has to. He has a constituency to to to, to um, uh, answer to. He doesn't uh, have a vote. He doesn't have a democracy. He doesn't. That he's doesn't not mean held he can survive if his, if his advisors I mean, is, is, gave they him. They check on him just a revolution. You're not going to have a revolution. Nobody, well, then, no government survives without the will of the majority of its people. From progressives on this side of the pond to the other side, German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Freedom of expression has its limits. Those limits begin where hatred is spread. They begin where the dignity of other people is violated. This house will and must oppose extreme speech. Learning German today, today's phrase is, I use emotion for the many and reserve reason for the few. Ich benutze Emotionen für die vielen und reserviere den wenigen den Grund. Also on the other side of the pond, a terrorist was finally subdued on the Tower Bridge in London after attacking passerbys with a knife and killing two. The terrorist was subdued by someone with a fire extinguisher and another with a narwhal tusk. The terrorist was a known threat to British authorities having been in prison on terrorist-related charges in the past. Bloomberg headline, about 11,000 scientists call for population control in mass climate alarm. The New York Times has found that Democrat men with a college degree are the most likely to approve of a so-called wealth tax, while Republican men with a college degree are least likely. What the survey really shows is that covetousness is alive and well no matter where you look. Another terrible chapter in the saga of Chick-fil-A, according to Town Hall's Ryan Bomberger, not only has Chick-fil-A stopped donating to organizations like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the Salvation Army in order to appease the Rainbow Jihad, Chick-fil-A has also been donating to the borderline communist group Southern Poverty Law Center. And finally, during the biggest rivalry and probably the most watched college football game of the season outside of the national championship game, Ohio State versus Michigan, Fox Sports announcer Gus Johnson had this to say about Ohio State Buckeyes star J.K. Dobbins. What a day for J.K. Dobbins. Absolute dominant performance from Dobbins and this offensive line. J.K. Dobbins' mom, Maya, became pregnant when she was 18 years old. She went to the doctor because she was thinking about aborting the baby, but changed her mind. That baby turned out to be that young man, J.K. Dobbins, who she calls her miracle baby. And that's what happened while we were away. Hmm. Aaron's Montage brought to you by friends over at Patriot Mobile who want you to imagine that your cell phone is a voting booth. And every single time you go to use it, you're voting for phony collusion, phony rape stories of Supreme Court justices you don't like, uh, phony impeachment, open borders, gun control, aborting children like J.K. Dobbins, as you just saw in that video there. Now, that's a horrible thought. But that's essentially what you may be doing depending on the cell phone provider that you have because a lot of them are supporting causes that literally stand for everything that uh, that hate you and you disagree with. And just to add insult to injury, these companies also have all kinds of hidden fees like the administrative fee that AT&T is currently being sued in federal court for. So if you want to compare those with Patriot Mobile the nation's only conservative, veteran-led mobile phone company that supports your values with no hidden fees. And for a limited time, 
You can have a free Moto Z3, one of the hottest pieces of tech on the market right now. A free Moto Z3 when you open a new line. But this offer is only good through today, Cyber Monday. So take advantage of it today. A free Moto Z3 Play. Free. Uh, and you get reliable 4G LTE nationwide service with it, with plans starting as low as $25 a month. So if you want your money to go to the causes and values that you believe in, and you want to take advantage of one heck of a deal, uh, the free Moto Z3 right now, go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze. That's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. If you're driving right now and you're like, I can't go online right now. All right. I'm going to give you a phone number you can call as well. Okay, 877-367-7524, because this deal expires after today. It's only good through Cyber Monday. 877-367-7524, one more time, 877-367-7524. Let's get to Aaron's montage, and wow, are, are the worldview consequences just replete in in, in what... Aaron, you have you have run down for us. Um, I want to set what whatever that was from Joe Biden aside, and that's not even counting the I the photo of him licking his wife's fingers, sucking on her fingers in public. Have you guys? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just don't. I don't even. And so, in our overtime today for our Blaze TV subscribers, we're going to ask this question: Could Joe Biden be declared mentally incompetent? And I'm, I'm, that's not a troll. I may not, that may be going too far. I'm just asking. Because this is getting worse. We keep pointing this out. The, the behavior is getting worse. It's breaking down more. Folks, when you're 80 years old, this is what life is like. For 99% of people who reach 80. And by the way, that's not even the life expectancy in America for white males. It's about 77 and a half years old. He's already, I think his 78th birthday is, is this month, I believe. So he's going to exceed it. The, the, almost no men at 80 years old don't behave this way in some ways. Aren't a little odd. Aren't a little slow on the uptake. Don't just say random things at times that don't make any sense. Is that, is that rare? If you've been around 80-year-old men, Todd, is that, is that a rare occurrence around a most 80-year-old men you've been around? Not at all. That's why you take the car keys away. Yes. And so I, I, I think we need to ask, could he be declared mentally incompetent? I'm talking, would need a, a power of attorney to govern his affairs on his behalf? Because if that guy gets elected president, he's not, he's not running the country. Somebody else is. You think somebody might be counting on that? Yeah. And yeah. I, I, it's, it's probably, you know, the... The folks that you see, like the Navy secretary who thinks the commander in chief, I, I've got, <laughs> I've got plenty of disagreements with Donald Trump, okay, and the frustrations, grievances, we air them without hesitation on this program. But sir, um, uh, he is the president of these United States. You're not. You would think the secretary of the Navy would understand a chain of command. Asking your superior. Commander-in-chief, not to intervene? I'm not sure, sir, if you lack brains or, or, or you're, just, you're just bouncing tennis balls down there. I'm not, I'm not really sure what it is. I mean, could you imagine, sir, a, 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 that you would receive a note from a corporal 
asking you, the Secretary of the Navy, you know, could you just kindly let us here on the, on the base here just kind of handle this one amongst ourselves? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> who in the hell do you think you are? I mean, who are you? This is, you're asking the most, you're asking your superior, hey, hey, can you butt out of this? I, I don't even, there's a, there's, there's a part of me that, that wants to applaud that level of chutzpah. Except I think we all recognize the, the impulse that it's probably coming from. Because this is also the same Navy that I'm sure is very concerned about its Muslim outreach and, tran- and, and, and training madness diversity program, right? So this isn't, this isn't, this probably isn't MacArthur saying to Nimitz, you don't know what the hell you're doing here in the Philippines, brother. Stay in your lane, bro. It's probably not what it is. Probably no. Yeah. Probably not Patton coming back and saying to Truman, have you considered, you know, what, what China will likely become in the future? Probably not that. That's probably not the impulse. The impulse is probably how dare this unworthy president, champion of these great unwashed, tell us what is and isn't acceptable behavior from our officers here in the progressive navy that, don't you think that's more than likely what it is aaron no just a bit yeah, yeah. that's I'm, I'm guessing i'm not listen i'm not saying it's a hundred percent there might be some testosterone in there somewhere i'm just saying that the, the ratio todd's probably about 97 to 3 uh, how did the former i think it was ca director whose name is casey right now say it like last week thank god for the deep state yeah, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. yes yeah George W. George W. Bush's CIA director, by the way. Oh, we're not supposed to talk. about that. We don't talk about that. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm I'm inclined to think that this naval secretary is 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 probably not operating on chutzpah, but disdain. So if 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 Joe Biden gets elected president, and you guys know what I think about national polls, but he is still leading all of the national polls at the Real Clear Politics polling average as we speak right now. Okay. Now, when you look at the state polling for him, other than South Carolina, it's not very good in the early states. But at at the very least, is there a reasonable chance that he could be the next president of the United States? At the very, in fact, let's dial it down all the more. Is there a realistic chance he could be the nominee for the Democrats? Yes, I don't think any of the three of us are predicting that's going to happen. But it's not the the it's not like predicting Cory Booker or Kamala Harris to be right or Tom Steyer. Correct. All right. If we if we had a if we if we thought you know this is the group that that's the most likely to be he would be in that group right he might even be at the bottom of that group but he would be in the group yes so there's a realistic chance this gentleman could be president of the United States I think it's pretty obvious he can't do this job. And so somebody else will be doing it on his behalf if you were to be voting for him. So could he be declared mentally incompetent? We're going to debate that today and discuss it. Maybe it, not be a, it might not be a debate. We might all agree. But we will do that today in our overtime. BlazeTV.com slash Dace if you want to watch that episode today and all of the exclusive stuff that we do each day at Blaze TV. You go there, BlazeTV.com slash Dace. You'll get a discounted subscription courtesy of my name just in time for Christmas. All right, let's let's get to, to more here in, in the montage. To the scientists demanding population control. You know, one of the things that we are and rightfully challenged on as Christians is to practice what we preach, right? Is, is, is there that's what integrity is. Um, a, a consistency, because no one is perfect. If if we could all if, if every if all of the five billion or whatever it is Christians on this planet. If, if they could perfectly live out 
the law of God, they would need a savior, right? Even with the Holy Spirit active in our lives, we are tempted to sin, correct? Correct. Correct. That's in fact what the law was supposed to ultimately yeah, point to, to. To reveal to us that we can't do this on our own. Right. So we are at some point in time going to commit acts of hypocrisy. As believers, it's unavoidable. We're still in these mortal shells. Right. Uh, he who has begun a good work in us is faithful to complete it when? Until the day of completion. We're not at that day of completion yet. We're, we're still this side of heaven. Right. So that's why we have to be honest and transparent. That's why we still have acts of repentance. And we, you know, that's why when we took communion at my church yesterday, you know, you're given a good deal of time to fess up to the, the things that you are falling short before you partake of such a sacrament, right? Okay. Correct. But ultimately, if we persist in acting in ways and, and denying the, the values and principles of our Lord. It's only fair for someone to say to us, I don't really believe you believe this, right? There's a priest right now in your hometown, Grand Rapids, Michigan, right, right. now. You know about this story? Yeah, I do. Who is, who is denying Eucharist to those who are walking, uh, who, are, who are backsliding into these very areas we're talking about, right? Um, even the Lord looks at his, at his own sheep, the shepherd who lays his life down for his sheep even looks at his own sheep and say, why do you call me Lord if what? If you do not do what I say, why do you call me Lord if you persist in going your own way? Why? This is only fair. And, and we, have never, we have never denied this on this show. Um, and that's why we're pretty open and transparent about our own weaknesses and our own shortcomings because that's... You know, that's the sanctification process. That is the work that God is doing in each of us in real time, right? Yes. Those of you of the climate religion, copyright 2019, Senator Maisie Hirano, those of you in the climate religion, I'm sure there's been a time or two you've seen a Christian behave or act out in a way that made you think, I don't think a Christian's supposed to act and behave like that, right? Sure. Sure. Of course, I always wonder that if you have such lofty views yeah. of, 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 of the Christian ethical system, why then not become a Christian? I mean, if, if, if you are subconsciously admitting that the Christian ethical system is better than yours, um, why would you then voluntarily consent to be a knuckle-dragger? Why, why would you consent to be a lower class of, of, of human? You ever thought about that? I think about that every time someone throws that canard at me. I'm like, if you have such a you have such a high view of the Christian ethical system and the laws of Christ. Why are you only dipping that toe in yeah, the pool? I mean, then, then, I mean, I, I mean, you should be in the lane next to me, swimming right past me, realizing, man, this is this is the this is the right this is these are the right waters to be in, right? But I digress. Those of you in the climate religion that really believe in your Malthusian ethics. That the earth is overpopulated. Certain parts of the earth, by the way, are overpopulated. The West would, would not be one of them. Um, in fact, the, the entirety of the West is in a demographic winner as we speak, including the United States. But we have the lowest, this current year, the, this current era has the lowest birth rate per capita in American history. But uh, Those I'll, chickens will come home to roost in only like 10 years. Right, right. Yeah. But, but let, let's not let facts get in the way of, 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 of you know, sound demonic doctrine. If you would like for us 
to convert to your view. I, th- I think it is only fair that, that you demonstrate on a personal level your commitment to your religion. And if, if you believe the earth is overpopulated and, you, and, and, and this is a conviction of yours, prove it. Start with yourselves and then your loved ones and yourselves. Take your own life and the life of your loved ones. Otherwise, what you're really just saying is we want to choose whom to murder. And if that's not what you're doing, if if this is a sincere concern, begin with you. When I did a publicity tour for Rules for Patriots, they booked me on Talk Radio Europe. You guys I remember this? Do you, do you, you guys weren't working here yet, though, no. were you? Okay. This clip went viral, and they had this young little feminist hostess on there. And the whole book is not about abortion. It, it the life issue gets brought up because it's you know it's paramount to who I am, my own story, which is very similar to J.K. Dobbins, and. Uh, props to Gus Johnson yesterday or on Saturday for bringing that out and mentioning that. But those are the people who are supposed to die, not yes. the smart stats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's a young man. By the way, here's the part. Here's another part of the story. His dad is in prison. I mean, what, what that young man has had to overcome in his life, nearly being aborted. His dad is in prison, and he runs a he's, he runs a four three five. He's going to go to New York maybe next week for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. But even if he doesn't get there. He's going to be picked in the first round of the NFL draft and make day one a life-changing amount of money. So you're, if, the, if the argument for abortion is suffering, that, that we have to get rid of children that aren't wanted or might have deformities or be born into poverty or, ter- or terribleness, at the first sign of suffering, then their life is forfeit. J.K. Dobbins' life would say quite quite the opposite as with my own and so this young feminist on talk radio europe wanted to challenge me on this and i listened to her argument and her argument was malthusian utilitarian ethics that the number one highest goal of life is the avoidance of suffering so i asked her have you ever had a disappointment in your life you ever let anybody down have you ever let anybody down you ever suffered? Of course, her answer is yes. So I asked her, why didn't you kill yourself then? And I asked her just like that. Why are you still here? I mean, you must have, you, you clearly believed your life was still, still had some worth and potential after setbacks and tragedies and adversity and suffering. So where does some white girl in the UK get off telling a bunch of non-white peoples and indigenous peoples in Africa and Asia where there is overpopulation that your kids have no hope and ought to be killed? That, that really reeks of, you want, we're throwing around the word colonialization a lot these days. Does it get any more colonial than that? And why don't you just toss in a let them eat cake while you're at it? There's almost a perfect symmetry in terms of the two moment movements you just mentioned. Yes. Yes. It's not almost. It's an 
It's a demonic convergence is what it is. And I think in the new year, we're going to use this term a lot. As I've been thinking about what, what our themes will be, you know, what, what our theme will be for next year. Because this, is, this, isn't, this isn't mere political philosophy. It is demonic doctrine. Demonic influence. And I think, I think the culture needs to hear this from someone who, you know, doesn't look like, who, who, who doesn't look like the hair lost the fight with a paintball gun. Who then doesn't say, for your love gift this month, here's your Jesus Chia pet. And, and, and wait, let, let's pass the plate again. And, and isn't, you know, selling their own Jesus branded Doom Prepper kits. You know what I'm, I, I, I because I, I think it's really hard to accept stuff like this from charlatans and nut jobs like that. I mean, I, I wouldn't, that's not necessarily an easy packaging to, to buy into this from, right? No. Especially whenever, after they tell you this, you, they tell you that if you buy their prayer cloth, you know, you'll, you'll be able to rebuke the tornadoes, uh, Kenneth Copeland or whatever that was. Wasn't that him? Okay. Probably. I think it was him that said you could rebuke the tornadoes. Yeah. Todd's like, we're over here in Rome, man, have, you know, having altars to tornadoes. I like how- And the Protestants are down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Re- thinking they can rebuke send them. them back. Okay? I like how we pass the baton of crazy to one another. You yes. take it. No, you. No one has a th- the problem. No one has any moral high ground on this show. We would, we would love to fight the Reformation. We're trying. But every time one of us puts on our jersey, we have to... I am ashamed. That's what we have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have it. I'm, I'm ashamed of this. I'm sorry. I can't do this right now. I, I, I think we need to hear this more. Where do these ideas come from? This is where. A poison well. You don't really believe the earth is overpopulated. You just believe there's, not, there's, there's too many people on the earth that don't believe and look like you. That's what you believe. It's population control for thee, but yeah, not for me. That's exactly right. Because if you believed it was just a uniform principle, there's too many people on earth, begin with you. Demonstrate to me your commitment to the cause. And then, then I think I speak for everybody that's within the sound of my voice right now. We'll begin to take this seriously. I I will, right? Wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah, okay. There's some credibility argument. You're concerned enough about this that here's a scientist who's living an affluent life with his degrees in education and elite status, who decided that it was so important to the ecosystem that humanity stop repopulating that he took himself down. Well, that's... All right. There's that phase where Buddhist monks were like lighting themselves right. on fire in the streets. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah, I mean, so, so start with you. Otherwise, you're just a, you're just a murderer. The wealth tax... See, everybody wants to look at the number there that shows, well, it, it's just Republican men with college degrees that don't want this. But did you see 41% of them did? In my view, that's the most accurate poll the New York Times has published in years. Years. Why? Because... If we didn't have a carnal, fallen desire to want things we don't earn and to take things we don't own, 
we wouldn't have to be commanded by the creator of the universe not to covet and not to steal. Does the creator command you, when you're thirsty, drink water? Is that a command? No. No. Does the creator command you, Aaron, hey, when you're hungry, eat some food? No. No? Does the creator command you, Todd, when attracted to someone, okay, act on that attraction? Are you commanded to do that? No. No. Um, When you find something funny, laugh, Aaron. Nope. No. Why aren't we commanded to do that? When you're tired, sleep. Todd, you commanded to do that? No. No. Why, Why are we not commanded to do those things? Because we will instinctively do those things because those things are in our nature. We are commanded to do the things that are not, that require an effort. It doesn't require any effort not to want something I don't have or to take something that I don't own. That is in our base nature. This is always why the more godless a society becomes, the bigger the government gets. Because ultimately, I don't have to take advantage or or I don't have to take responsibility for the bad moral choices I make because there aren't any moral choices at all except that you have more than me and I want it. That is the oldest instinct of government known to man. And we're going to see a lot more of that the more and more secular we become. More in a moment. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. Merry Christmas to all of you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Our good friend Bob Vanderplatz is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But if you're one of millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain in your body, this is from too much inflammation in the body, uh, take a page out of my playbook and make Relief Factor part of your daily regimen. I know, I was skeptical too. I mean, when I, when I would come on here on the various shows uh, as a mere guest and I'd hear the host brag and talk about it, I'm like, Wow, man, you guys are kind of laying this thing on thick. It cannot be this good. And then earlier this year, they gave me the chance to try it. And I tried the the same three-week starter kit that I'm recommending for all of you. And I mean, I, I'm hooked. I mean, this has made a huge difference for me. It's part of my post-workout recovery every day. Um, I, I can't rave about it um, more than I do. And I don't, you know, all of the icy hots and Bengays and stuff like that, I just not even in the repertoire anymore because there's other products out there that you could use for pain relief for inflammation that work. But here's what I love the most about relief factor, a hundred percent drug free four key, all natural ingredients, but it's a formula that was created by doctors who can prescribe drugs. All right. So it wasn't just some granola crunchers out in California came up with something and said, there's too much uh, drugs out there. There's got to be a natural solution. Sometimes that works. Okay. But, but when you've got doctors coming up with this now, th- they understand your body is not a machine. It's a created living organism. If you want to give this a shot, they're practically giving this to you for nothing for three weeks. It's a dollar a day to see if it works for you. What do you have to lose for a dollar a day, except maybe finally, hopefully the pain. So get the three-week starter kit at relieffactor.com for $19.95, less than 20 bucks. Relieffactor.com. Bob Vanderplatz, happy uh, Thanksgiving belatedly. 
Merry Christmas to you. How are you, man? Good to see you. Doing really good. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, doing really well. Had a great weekend. I'm sure you guys did as well. We had a great uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. We did. So thank you. Um, some of the news that came out over Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about this next hour in our town hall. And I want to get your take on it first. Is there's there's another angle, and Aaron mentioned it in his montage today. There's another angle to the Chick-fil-A story. And right before Thanksgiving, it came out that uh, they had cut off uh, donating money uh, to the Boy Scouts, donating money. I'm sorry, not to the Boy Scouts. Salvation Army. Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And uh, Franklin Graham called Dan Cathy up, the head of, uh, of Chick-fil-A, and he said, we just have cut, they had this explanation. We didn't single them out. We just don't do the donations the way we used to. And um, uh, Matt Staver, another individual you and I know very well, over at the Liberty Institute. And Matt does not pull any punches. That's what I like about <laughs> Matt. All right, Matt? Yeah. Like, Matt, Matt doesn't know what soft selling something is okay that's that's why i like matt a lot because like that do i and so matt and came back with a post i think this was over at the christian post with offering more details on this and saying basically and he addressed it to franklin graham and, and essentially saying to franklin graham i i kind of think uh, you you got uh, put in the spin cycle here here's here's some here's some more um information that shows that uh, either Dan Cathy basically doesn't know what his own charities are doing or he ain't, he ain't giving you the, the the full story here, right? Am I on You're this exactly so right. far? Okay. Well, over the weekend, it was revealed uh, Breitbart had this story, Town Hall had this story, and the Family Research Council, which your organization here at The Family Leader is associated with, has verified this. That now not only has Chick-fil-A ended the funding that it was giving to, to Christian organizations like FCA and, and the Salvation Army, but, but it's also now donating to leftist organizations, homosexual groups, uh, and of course the most prominent and really inexcusable donation is to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a, an anti-Christian, communist, hard-left, largely discredited organization. I think even Facebook had to dump them from their fact-checking They've um, labeled us as a hate group, Yeah, by the the, way. everybody, every, everybody <laughs> who believes one form of orthodoxy taught in the Bible is a hate group, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, all right? And, I mean, cutting them a check is is the political equivalent of writing one to Nero for the rebuild Rome after the fire fund, okay? I mean, I, there's there's no easy way to, to soft sell that, spin it. That, that, that's, that's a verboten, that, that, I can't even put into context how bad that is. I want to get your take on this because my understanding is you you know Dan Cathy, don't I you? I do know Dan Cathy. Yes, and so I, do. I know you. I don't know Dan Cathy, but I know you. And so how I how I know you will operate is you will try to give someone every opportunity to to show that there's another angle to this before you will drop the hammer. You will eventually drop the hammer. You're just going to drop it a lot later than I do. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Which for better or for worse, that doesn't mean it's bad. We're just different where this is concerned. All right. So I know, knowing you, I've got to believe you reached out to him to see what are we missing here? Because here's the other thing. Floyd Corkin is a name most of you may not know. Floyd Corkin is the first person in American history to be convicted within the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., on the charge of, of homeland domestic terrorism. He's the first person ever. How did he get this conviction? 
Well, because he walked in one day a few years ago with a loaded weapon and opened fire in the in the national offices of the Family Research Council. And if it was if it weren't for a, a security guard there who was armed who took him down. Who knows how many bodies we would have pulled out of there that day. And when they went back and found, found, tried to discover why did this guy do this, you know what they found? A whole bunch of SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center propaganda, Chick-fil-A's a bunch of haters, FRC wants to round up gays and internment camps. They, that, this is what they found. Literally all this SPLC propaganda was in his vehicle and in his trunk. And it was pretty obvious that that's why he went in open fire. Um, this similar to the Bernie Sanders supporter that went to that ball field a couple of years ago and opened fire on those Republicans. That's the organization now that Chick-fil-A is cutting checks to. So I know you well enough to know that if you have in and in with him, you tried to get an answer. So what did you and what happened? Well, first of all, I did. But before I go there, the other thing that I want you to hit on with the Family Research Council and the shooter coming in and the security guard taking him down, the other thing they found was Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And the reason was a sandwich is going to get placed on every dead body. Basically, I did not even know. So it's also wow. you're tying Chick Fil A yeah. to Family Research Council. Now we're invest, or we're we're putting money into SPLCs, classifying us as hate groups, which puts a target on our back. Mm-hmm. So wow, I did so, not even so, know that. So when I saw Family Research Council being outraged, and Tony Perkins is probably nicer than I am. Okay, meaning he's going to. I, I, I a, will personally and unfortunately. Vouch for that, and he gives he gives a lot <laughs> yes. of benefits of the doubt. Yeah, but, but when I too saw, many, but that's a topic for another day. But when okay. I saw Tony yes. come out and he was quoted of saying uh, Chick Fil A, I mean, there's a lot of places that sell chicken today. Why would I go to Chick Fil A? There's no interest in me going to Chick Fil A anymore. And he was throwing Chick Fil A under the bus very quickly. And I thought, wow. So you got Tony Perkins doing. You got Mike Huckabee, Mike Huckabee, who's responsible for. Chick-fil-A's largest day in their corporate history. Not just that. Guinness Guinness at the time reported it was the largest one day of sales by a restaurant chain anywhere in the world ever. August 8, 2012. And some of us went out and we went to Chick-fil-A that day Mm -hmm. and we stood in line. And so when all this stuff was coming out, all I could think about was all those people standing in line not to support Chick-fil-A's chicken or their salad or their waffle fries or whatever it was. It was to support their courage, their courage of convictions, their courage of values. But now, listen, I'm doing a 180 on you. That's why I texted Dan Cathy myself with the story from Family Research Council of saying, can you give me some clarity here? Because I've got a hard time rectifying the backlash here. With my boys, with what Tony's saying, with what Mike Huckabee is saying. And then even when Frank, I saw Franklin Graham's tweet, too, about basically giving the Cathy's a pass, Chick-fil-A a pass. And I got no response back. And when I got no response back, I thought, eh, there must be more here than there's a story. Or he's being counseled, don't comment on it, or don't tell anybody anything. Because typically he has responded to my text messages. When I was in Florida last winter, I was texting back and forth with him. But also now it's, it's, it's radio silence. So my thing is, it's one thing to support a company or a corporation that I know is walking way out of step with my values and convictions because they sell good coffee, because they sell good something. And it's hard for me to go through all the different companies that do this, don't do that. But boy, I tell you, when someone pretends to wear our jersey... And to stand for our values, and then to do a complete 180, that's a problem that I think they need to clarify and they need to rectify 
Because then there's a lot of us going, why go to Chick-fil-A today? And who it's really hurting? For example, here in West Des Moines, there's a really good family that owns that Chick-fil-A franchise. The franchisee will pay a price with people like us going, you know what? There's no reason to go there anymore. Let's go to KFC. Let's go to some other place. That is the issue. So I think radio silence only you know, prolongs this deal. But to me, what I want them to do is come back and say, you know, guys, we were wrong. We're coming back and we're doubling down. If it's only to get in the Canadian market or to get in the European market, whatever it is, I mean, $15 billion isn't the, enough? The issue in the San Antonio City Council sure. with the airport there, right? So, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, that, that last question you asked, right now, they're the, let's say they never get into the Canadian market. Let, let's say they never get into the, San, the airports like San Antonio around the country or more college campuses. This is the number three fast food chain in the country. Behind only Subway, which is number one, and McDonald's, which is number two. This is the number three. Arby's, KFC, Burger King. They're in all those places we just mentioned. Okay? And the thing is, Steve, here's the thing you need to know, because I just heard a whole presentation on Chick-fil-A last February. Their growth is exponentially larger than McDonald's and Subway. Right. Their climb is exponential. Their, their name, brand recognition is huge. So they're... They're going through the roof in a lot of ways by doing the right thing. Now, since like, but now it's the time to sell out and start going to other. Places. We, we had their that's former, an issue. We had their former COO on this show. What was this guy's this summer? Was it during the summer we had him that's on? Steve yeah, Robinson. Yeah. Steve Robinson. Their former. He's COO. the one I heard in Florida in yeah. February. Okay, all right. We had him on this show, and I mean, he was adamant about how um, biblical worldview, uh, oh, sure. Bible studies in the boardroom, uh, you know, prayer. Uh, was was literally part of their business plan, and that we when he was brought in there in the early '80s to try to figure out business, they were they they brought a new team in there trying to figure out why are they about to shutter their doors, and and it was Truett the the founder right who said who was adamant that they needed to get back to to first things here, and this became part of the overall mo and business plan of of the corporation. Um, what? How much more? You know, you know me, the way my mind works is I always need to know, I've got to figure out why something is happening. And, and sometimes that gets me in trouble, but other times it helps me uh, to be as effective strategically thinking as I am. Because if I, if I don't know why someone is doing something or what, why my opponent is doing this or why my adversary is doing this, it's really difficult to then, if I don't think the way they think, to figure out a strategy for how to confront it or defeat it, right? And, and I'm trying to figure out, because I, I don't have an answer. This doesn't make any sense. You're the number three fast food chain. How much, how much more money do you need? Like, like, I think we all understand we don't approve of it, okay? We're not, approval and empathy are not the same thing. Sure. Okay? But I think as human beings... And people of faith, we would understand if someone was at their wit's end. Like if, if CBS came to Chick-fil-A and said, if you're out of all of our football coverage with the SEC and everything else, unless you change your ways on this, you can't have this, right? Okay, you're, you cannot be in, you can't be in part of the city of Atlanta's, that's your home base, and, and you're struggling now, and, and, they, and they try to hold out for a while like the Boy Scouts did, okay? And then eventually, though, it's just too much. And then, of course, we saw the Boy Scouts have been decimated, right? But we would at least get that. You you see where I'm getting at? Sure. Tell me, 
this is this is the thing where a lot of people are going to be very puzzled by this. You've already defeated all of these impulses. You defeated them all, and and have experienced some of the most astounding growth of any service chain in American corporate history. And in just the last seven years since you took this stand. And this stand was taken by people like Mike Huckabee, as you mentioned, who organized that event, who people took this stand on your behalf and then you stood with them. You have seen nothing but record-setting profit and growths, growth since doing this. So then what goes into the per, that person's mind or, or that company's mind where they think, you know what? Now's the time. Now's the time to punt and sell. That, that, I think, is where a lot of people are struggling to, to figure this out. Well, I, I don't mean to oversimplify this, but let me try. I don't think it's the Kathy family. I don't think it's true at Kathy. I don't think it's Dan and Kathy. I don't think it's the Kathy family. But it goes back to a leadership axiom. Do you hire talented people and teach them principles, or do you hire principal people who happen to be talented? Hmm. And I think what's happened is that we've hired some talent here. Matter of fact, I've seen some of their key leaders. One of the key leaders has served on the Boy Scouts National Board when they went through the whole transition. So my guess is what then comes into the boardroom is that we love this trajectory we're on. We love this double-digit growth. So you're saying Solomon has married yeah. some foreign yeah. wives. Yeah. Is that so, what you're saying? Yeah. So we're, we're getting into gotcha. demographics. We never yeah. thought we'd get into demographics. But this trajectory will not continue because what it is, we're not woke and Canada's telling us we're not woke. San Antonio's telling us we're not woke. Europe's telling us we're not woke. Guys, we need to get woke. Because if we don't, we cannot continue this trajectory. And pretty soon you will not get the return that you're used to getting re return on right now. So they're getting pressure from inside. It is key. It's about who you hire. It's all about people that you hire. And I'd say you hire principal the people Blackwell line personnel who are telling Exactly. Yeah. And so that would be my concern. And I believe, my guess is, you start going through some of the tentacles of all this thing, that's where it's going to lead as well. There's some people inside that boardroom today who aren't like Mr. Robinson. When Mr. Robinson spoke in Florida— Pharaohs who know not Joseph. Yeah, when he was in Florida, he said when Truett Cathy interviewed me, yeah. he wanted to talk to me about my faith. Mm -hmm. He wanted to talk to me about my family, about my marriage. I finally said to him an hour in the interview, I'm here to talk about marketing. He said, I want to know who you are, not what you can do. Mm -hmm. Once I figure out who you are, I hope you can do what you can do. That's why you're in here, right? That's the principle they need to get back to. How often when institutions and enterprises go down this road, do they get back to that? Oh, they don't. There's no way. Because you know what? My guess is, I hate to, I hate to tell your audience, I hate to tell you guys, the trajectory might be better when they go woke, when they leave us behind. It depends. You know, I, I warned everybody when Nike went with Colin Kaepernick that it wouldn't hurt him. Remember, we had those conversations a year ago on this show, and I said that they're going to explode. And and it's because I understand Nike's market because I'm a sports guy. Sure. And I know that Nike's primarily not selling shoes to men, you and I, our ages, living in, you know, white men in suburbs. They're, 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 they have a different audience, all right? Um, and so since they're serving primarily the left America, it wasn't going to hurt them. This, though, is different. Chick-fil-A, you, you go to any Chick-fil-A, you're going to see, this is different. <laughs> see a different America. This is, this is really what we're, you know, what we're talking about. This is the Republican Party. This is, the, this, is, this is the notion I can just take that base for granted. I can just take that base for granted. Remember Mitt Romney said, I, I wasn't going to eat a chicken sandwich that day. That's right. part of not, not a part of my campaign was the exact quote that he gave. I'd rather win without day. him. Yes. 
And, and so he tried that too. This is, the Republican Party tries this all the time. Uh, and and that this idea that I don't need, um, you know, the the Phil Robertson, uh, Doug Dynasty viewer, um, I don't need, the, I, and you, you you have nowhere else to go, so you're going to come to me no matter what, okay? And um, and I can you know bring those people over and grow even more. That strategy has never worked for the Republican Party. It has only th- thrown it into a per, almost perpetual civil war, frankly. For my entire career of more than a decade, as long as I can remember, can you remember a time the Republican Party was not in a civil war? Because I'm, I'm, you, you were, you're <laughs> ten years older than me, so you were involved when Reagan was around. I, I mean, I, I didn't have a driver's license. I, yet. I really wasn't involved. Okay. I voted for Reagan. Okay, I didn't, I, I didn't have a driver's license yeah. yet when Reagan left, and and Aaron wasn't born, so our show can't really resonate. We, our show has only, all of, all three of us have only lived in an era where the Republican Party thought it could fight this two front war. That it sounds like Chick Fil A is going to go down. On this exact same road. We have 30 seconds. I'll give you the last word. Well, I think, I think you're exactly right because when they have Mike Huckabee on his show saying, hey, you guys might as well open up on Sundays too now. I mean, what does it matter? Go ahead. I mean, why, why hold on to that value and virtue if you're not going to hold on to the other values and virtues? That There's no doubt that is an issue. And I don't think uh, whatever gay pride parade is going to be in your city, they're not going to be serving Chick-fil-A sandwiches anytime soon. No time, no matter what. We'll find out what you think about this next. Stay tuned. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Merry Christmas to all of you. Phone lines are now open for our Monday town hall. 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Do you think people like us have been betrayed by Chick-fil-A? And if so, what, if anything, should be done about it? Very simple question. 888-900-3393 is the number here to The Blaze. We'd love to hear from you. We've gotten a ton of response to this on our Facebook page. Uh, So we'll get some social media responses mixed in here as well. Uh, This week's Monday Town Hall brought to you by our good friends over at RidUZone, who know that willpower simply won't work. Your body was created to crave and conserve calories. So what do you do when it's time to start getting healthier and losing weight? Well, thankfully, your body was also given a molecule called OEA that lets the brain know when the belly's full. But if we've been ignoring that for far too long and conditioning the body just to continue overeating, then we've taught the body to just ignore that signal. And that's where Riduzone comes in. It wants to boost the OEA in your body with just more of that OEA. There's no cons- there's no uh, preservatives, no additives, no chemicals, no caffeine, stimulants, nothing. It's just OEA. That's it. No fillers, no additives of any kind. That's why it's FDA accepted, vegan friendly, and gluten free. So if you want to see if this might be the missing link for you to get your portion sizes and cravings under control, because let's face it, there's no way you're not, there's no way you're walking by grandma's cookies or your own this time of year, okay? But what if you just could have one and be satisfied and walk away? You know, it really wouldn't make that much of a difference. It's the fact that we eat four or five of those puppies. That's the issue, okay? So that's where Riduzone comes in. Right now, you can try it. 30% off a three-month supply when you go to Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, riduzone.com, and use my name, Steve, as the promo code. riduzone.com, promo code Steve for that discount. 
888-933-93. One of the big topics that broke while we were away on Thanksgiving weekend is not only has Chick-fil-A cut off funding to Christian organizations like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes or the Salvation Army, but it's now actually donating literally to the enemy. Literally. At places like the Southern Poverty Law Center, which was the inspiration for would-be mass shooter Floyd Corkin, who was taken down at the corporate offices of the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C. As he began to open fire, uh, he was taken down by a security guard who was armed and now is in prison as the very first ever Homeland Security uh, domestic terrorism convict in the history of the District of Columbia because of what he tried to do at FRC, inspired by the Southern Poverty Law Center that Chick-fil-A has donated to. So, do you view this as a betrayal? And then if so, and if you don't, we want to hear from you as well. And, and then if so, what, if anything, should be done about it? 888-933-93 is the number. That's 888-933-93. We just spoke with our good friend Bob Vanderplatz about this, and I, Todd and Aaron, I want to know what you think. You two think as well before we go to the audience. But one of the things that Bob said to me during the break, I didn't even realize, is one of the, uh, one of the, the great guys we have working here in the office, because we share office space with the, the family leader, one of the great guys we have working here in the office is Nate. And um, he came here from FRC. I knew that. You know, What I did know is his first day on the job was the day that Floyd Corkin walked in and oh, opened wow. fire. That was his first day on the job there. And I, and I also did not know that Floyd Corkin had bought all of those Chick-fil-A sandwiches so that when he could rest them on the dead bodies, uh, if he had his way, I, I didn't hear that either. I mean, that's wow. But what are you guys' thoughts on this controversy? Aaron, I'll start with you. Yeah, so I, I am of the mind, you know, waffle fries are great, but I, I, I don't know if you have Granite Cities in your areas. Yeah, you know they have the the Idaho nachos, which are waffle fries with just a bunch of toppings on it. If I need to get my waffle fry fix, I'm going there anyway because I like the the, the Idaho nachos better. As far as as far as the actual thrust, so as far as the food goes, it's great, it's fine. I eat at Chick Fil A maybe once every three months or so, just because you know what I've got the hankering for some some of those gluten free grilled chicken nuggets or something like that. It's not something that I I'm not a regular to. The food is is fine to good to very good, and the service is always exceptional. As far as the thrust of the conversation, your analogy about the Republican Party—that's absolutely true. It, it is absolutely true, and this is this is again where. Now, hear me out here. This conversation, assuming the motivations of the board members is to just get into more markets, to get into more airports, to get into Canada for for the purpose of growing their profit margins and continuing to to to, to climb in their sales figures every year. Assuming those are the, their motives, this goes back to the conversation that we keep touching on over and over and over again. Capitalism like this. When it's driven purely by profit, which it has to be driven by profit, but that can't be the only motivation. Otherwise, you end up with situations like this, and you may still be successful, but it it is a slippery slope. Um, If your only motive or your chief motive is just getting profits and just that bottom line, you'll eventually, I mean, there's, there's nothing special or transcendent about you. 
You get what I'm saying? This is the yeah. conversation that, yep. that Tucker Carlson, yep. again, has, t- has uh, kicked off. Capitalism without virtue is not good. Capitalism is not inherently good. It is the best that we can do this side of Eden, um, you know, with our fallen nature, if it is done correctly. But capitalism without virtue, you eventually end up in places like this. So it's just a reminder. That doesn't mean socialism or communism is the answer. Those things are inherently bad, but that doesn't mean capitalism. So the, the whole thing, it's a slippery slope to get to these places. And that's the way, that's the way it is. And it's frustrating. And I do believe it's, it, it is a capitulation. It is, it is a betrayal. Um, your analogy of it being like the Republican party in that respect, I think that is absolutely, that is absolutely on point, but this is where you end up with in the, if there is no other goal other than to make profit. You agree or disagree with Aaron? 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. And again, on our show, we don't, we don't believe that, um, that capitalism is a is an elevating or inspirational or aspirational philosophy. Meaning, we 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 don't believe it makes um, it makes bad people good and bad cultures good. We don't believe that. We believe capitalism, because of our fallen nature, can make people who desire to be good and cultures who desire to be good better. Because it provides competition, opportunity for more competition, uh, which gives you more options and more others, more opportunities to succeed. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, no one is saved by the name of capitalism. And that's a big debate that's happening on the right right now is you have the, the secular right, um, you know, that wants, you know, to make sure that um, CPAC has a, has a, has a mentally ill uh, gender dysphoric uh, keynote speaker. Atheist, vegan, pansexual, ne- ne- Next year before the Democratic National Convention does. Yeah, I mean, that, that group disagrees. And if, and if I was godless, I would disagree too. When I was godless, I disagreed with this. When I, when I was a godless conservative, I disagreed with this because I didn't want to either, either I didn't want to or I wasn't able to come to grips with the sinfulness and fallenness of man. And so when I was confronted with, well then, you know, what about... Um, Larry Flint. Um, I would just say things like what you guys quote David French is saying, that's the price of freedom. We have to just put up with stuff like that. And I, I, I couldn't come up with another answer because I, I didn't have one. I, I, my worldview wasn't capable of coming up with a higher answer than that. But capitalism doesn't make bad cultures. They have plenty of capitalism in China right now. Plenty of it. Are those people free? Oh, Todd, your thoughts. Well, in trying to Occam's razor this thing and, you know, making sense of it, to beg your question, you know, why? I I think at the end of the day, this that whole um, Mitt Romney eating the chicken sandwich, we're, we're all the way back in 2008, correct? 12, that happened in 2012. 12, excuse me, yeah. 2012. When is a Varnum, that's, I was thinking, when was Varnum versus Breen, the, the gay marriage 09. decision? And, and, and oh, I, oh, was in 09, yeah. Okay, so there's, a lot has happened even between 2012 and now. And I think at the time that this is coming out, it's more raw. I think a guy like uh, Dan Cathy is given uh, some money and something that seems more like, wait a second here. But, it's like one of those movies where somebody is kind of 
an accidental imposter and is is believed to be the hero of something and then he kind of gets some accolades from it and he doesn't know how to just say it wasn't me it, i i just i think that moment there's swept. a there's a movie who's the guy that was in three's company john john uh, he's now deceased john, yeah, yeah ritter john ritter is in a movie like that that was that, that i went and saw when i was a kid with my mom where he pretends to be a superhero and he's really not. Yeah. And the community yeah. starts rallying. Do you remember this movie? No, but okay. I, this he, is the point I'm trying to they, make. They, they, the New York City starts rallying around him believing he's the hero. And and he's he's not that hero. That's what you're describing back, is that movie's back plot. Back during yeah. Varnon versus Bream and the Romney campaign, we did, none of us thought we were going to be sitting there talking about transgender bathrooms just a couple years. We thought, maybe like, yeah, this is getting bad, but... Here and no further. Let's fight this. And I think, I don't know how old Dan Cathy is, but an old guy put some money in that pot, not really going, thinking he's going on any sort of crazy corporate um, jihad, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a part of this. And then the people, I was at the Des Moines Register the day of that chicken story you're talking about out the greatest day of sales in history mm-hmm. and i saw i saw how they wanted to ignore it i'm getting phone calls from the people i know are you seeing this and i'm the one who forced the register here in town to cover it because i kept showing them and they're like oh god i guess we got to pay attention and there's lines coming out the mall and everything like that but remember what i've said about the register you know it, yet the internet changed a lot of things about newspapers but they're corporate they're they're proud to not sell newspapers if it means just doing regular journalism cover that they don't want to cover that stuff uh and i think there there's a little to be learned from that and what chick-fil-a is doing eventually they they kind of rode that wave for a while and they couldn't look away from it because what it meant for corporate profits but they don't have the shoulders to wear it forever it's just abundantly clear they were kind of getting exhausted by it they couldn't do this fake thing any longer even if it was authentic on some level for dan kathy i I just think they could not look themselves in the mirror a combination of that um just now they felt they felt fake internally they didn't want to be a part of this even if they're not full on rainbow jihad they're like i'm exhausted by this so I think that's kind of the Occam's razor answer to this. I think that's tremendous analysis, Todd. I do. And and it, it's it, it's what I think too. Um, I think you just said it better than I was going to say it. Because I've seen this pattern in the Republican Party many, many times. And in, in Rules for Patriots, I, I write about the difference between a worldview and a moral view. And, you know, I I draw the analogy of there's the contested primary, the conservative against the corporate puke. And then the conservative doesn't win. And you vow, that corporate puke is just as bad as the Democrats or is so close to them. What's the point? I'm not voting for that guy. And then the debates between said corporate puke and the Democrat begin in the fall. And all of a sudden... When, in, when being compared to the, that Democrat, that corporate puke, dude sounds like a, he, he is the incarnation of the, of, of the Federalist, uh, you know, the, the Federalist letters, right? Okay. And this is why polls always change. You have like faceless yep. Republican versus. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. and, and he is saying stuff that is, de- it's demonstrably better than what that Democrat is offering you. 
I don't deny that. In fact, I don't even deny that he probably even believes a lot of that stuff at the time that he is saying that. But then he gets into office. And the trials and temptations of, and the trappings, the trials, temptations, and trappings of that office take hold. And there's a reason why it says in the Proverbs that bad company corrupts good character. And he is assailed by this on a constant basis. And eventually, you just wear down. Because the moral view says that I determine when it is strategic to deploy this. And I determine when it is, um, when it is of a no longer value to utilize this and then when it is. The fully integrated worldview comes into play when you're prudent with circumstances, like a Boaz in the Old Testament is a great example of someone who is very shrewd, okay, um, in his dealings with when he, when he is trying to acquire the hand of Ruth. Um, everything he says to this opportunistic kinsman redeemer, he doesn't care about Ruth, just wants access. He's, here's a widow with property. That's all he cares about. He wants to add to his portfolio. And Boaz says, well, she's got a mother-in-law and then I mentioned she's a Moabite. That's all true, right? That's the, Nothing he is saying there is not true. Correct. He, she does have a mother-in-law, so there's some baggage you don't want, right? Uh, for most guys. And, and so you gotta, you got you to have to house her, okay? Um, and she's a Moabite. These are terrible people that were banned from God's assembly for 10 generations because they are descended from the incestuous union of Lot and his daughters. When Lot got drunk, when they got his daddy drunk one night and, and had sex with him because they thought that the world had ended and there was no way for them to have children except through dad. Okay? So what he says is true. But what he doesn't throw in is that Ruth has also converted and there's some genealogies that point to she actually represents the 10th generation of Moabites. So she's the end, her generation's the end of the curse. I don't, I'm not an expert on that. I've read, just read some commentaries that point that out. I'll let those of you who know that stuff better than me determine whether that's true or not. But she's, but she's converted. And oh, by the way, the, she, the, the, the conversion she had to leave the Moabite way and, and the Moabite false gods to leave that, to leave that behind her was inspired by her relationship with her godly mother-in-law. Okay? So what he says to this kinsman redeemer is true. Nothing he said is false. Doesn't bear any false witness. But he presents it in the shrewdest way possible in order to, first, to not just get his way. He wants his way, but what's his way? He wants to love and care for this woman. This isn't an act of selfishness. He could have, he could have taken advantage of Ruth several times when she comes to sleep with him at night. He didn't do that. So he is acting shrewdly in love of his neighbor here, not to take advantage of this person. And it's, the, and, and, and it's a kinsman redeemer who doesn't care about anybody other than himself because he never asked for any, this exchange is going on, he never asked for any context. Well, there's got to be more. He never, never once does. He's just checking boxes. Oh, really? The, 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 at, at minimal resistance, he is dissuaded from pursuing this relationship, which shows you 
his motivations aren't good here, right? How did God respond to this? Boaz and, and Ruth have a son that's in the genealogy of Christ, the Messianic line. God blessed this level of shrewdness. So we're not talking about shrewdness. We're talking about just selling out. And, and most Republicans you elect believe they're going to go up there and be shrewd. But they conflate shrewdness with selling out. They think it's shrewd to do what the machine wants and then lie to you. They think it's shrewd to believe, hey, I cracked the code. I know how to serve two masters here. No one's ever done this. I'm special. I figured out how to play the game of the machine. But, but do it for our, for, for our issues instead. Give me the list. You know, Michael Knowles over at uh, the Daily Wire put out a tweet today. Name one political crisis in the last millennia of Western civilization that either wasn't inspired by or have its roots in Germany, and I'll wait. <laughs> that was his analysis in response to the clip you played, Aaron, of Angela Merkel saying free speech is, hey, hey, ho, ho, free right. speech has got to go, yep. right? Okay. Let me, let me take a page out of Mr. Knowles' playbook. Name me one Republican who figured out how to play the game and, 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 and align with the machine and plug in to the matrix and then utilized that for the advancement of our issues. And I'll wait, go, Todd, go. I'll wait. Exactly. Aaron, you're up, go. You enjoy that Alabama-Auburn game, Steve? <laughs> yeah, you can't. Okay. What we need are, are machine saboteurs. You know where the word sab saboteur comes from? French workers were so upset at the slummy conditions and they couldn't negotiate their way around the system. So they just took off their shoes called sabots and they threw them into the machines just to destroy the machine. This is where the term sabotage comes from. Okay? The greatest Beastie Boys song ever, gentlemen, is named what? Sabotage. Sabotage, yes. But we need our more saboteurs of the system. You know, and we and subversives. We thought we had that with Chick-fil-A. And they were greatly rewarded for going down this road. But in the end, the feet of clay, this, this wasn't shoulders of conviction. It was corporate feet of clay. And in the end, they're going to pursue the... They're, in, in order to curry favor with leftists, they're going to pursue the same toxic capitalism that leftists are often on social media condemning. The, the, they deserve one another in some oh, respects. Yes. And that's the difference. You, like journalism is not only in the tank financially, but it's it's not like it's in esteem. It, it you there's like Nancy Pelosi, and then you go down a couple notches for what people think of journalism, but their pride in themselves continues to skyrocket through the roof. I mean, Brian Stelter can't get enough of it. It's the opposite with like things. The, their popularity goes up. But because of it, the pride in what they're accomplishing actually goes down. That's what happened. They just, at the beginning, well, maybe let's try this on for a while. But you, you, they, they were simply exhausted by doing the right thing. Let's go to the phones. Find out what you think. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Let's, let's go to Chick-fil-A's home state of Georgia. That, that seems like a fitting place to begin. Terry, you're up first here today on our weekly town hall here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. What do you think, Terry? Uh, Merry Christmas. 
Uh, Thank I you. Same to you. Feel betrayed. <laughs> I definitely feel betrayed by uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, I grew up here in the Atlanta area, just north of Atlanta. And Chick-fil-A is like an institution. It's like you can't even really understand it because you, you grow up with it. It's so different than the other fast food chains. It's such like a predominant fixture of life. Uh, Truett Cathy actually gave the commencement speech when I graduated from uh, college. And I feel that this is just, this is emblematic of the left in particular. And when I mention this, because they infiltrated Chick-fil-A. They couldn't destroy him outright. But what Chick-fil-A did is they hired the best, most qualified people, like the uh, Chick-fil-A Foundation uh, executive director. His name is Rodney D. Bullard. He is a Obama and Hillary Clinton donor, even though I think he was a mm. U.S. attorney under the Bush. But people like, why are you hiring somebody to put, to, to give for your foundation, for your giving, for your, uh, for, for your charity work? You're hiring a guy who supports the very people who are out to destroy you. The, I, I don't understand that. And this, this speaks to me because I love Chick-fil-A. I eat it like I used to eat it twice a week, at least. I would I, I swear by them. Their biscuits. A lot of people don't understand this. It's not really the chicken sandwich. It's their biscuits. Their biscuits are the best. I eat it like the, the dwarf house all the time. And I even go to, like, the original Chick-fil-A when I'm down there, like, in uh, Clayton County. Because uh, I travel mm -hmm. a lot for my work. And I, I go down to Clayton County all the time by the airport in Hapeville and eat at the original one. And you can get served up. You can get hamburgers there. It's amazing. Truett, like I said, Truett Cappy. Did we lose Terry? I think we might have. Uh, all right. All right. Sorry. It makes me so mad. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even speak how angry I am because Truett Cathy built that institution, and his son Dan Cathy is not stewarding it correctly. He is. He is taking it off the rail, and he needs to fire these people. And I. I, I called their office today. There's an article in PJ Media that says, "Thinking about boycott by Matt Margolis, I think is the guy's name. He says, thinking about boycotting Chick-fil-A, call them first. Tell them how you feel. All right. Thank you for the call, Terry. I think we lost your cell phone again. But you generate that kind of passion when you generate loyalty from customers. And, and then when you, when, when you capitalize on that loyalty and then betray it, you gener that, that passion then goes against you in the way that you just heard articulated articulated from Terry. And um, for me, I have been betrayed so many times since 2012. I mean, I, I've had I've had people come in my home as my friends and then turn around and stab me. I, I can't even, I'm like betrayal proof now. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I don't have tears left. I, I, you like, you can't betray me now. Like if I found out you were betraying me, I'd just fire you and move on. I, I mean, four years ago, it would have like crushed me, but I've been betrayed so often now that it's just like, throw another shrimp on the barbie. I mean, I just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, I just can't even be bothered by it. So I don't have that level of passion about it. Um, even though we're a huge Chick-fil-A family and, you know, we were big supporters and promoters back, you guys weren't working here then, but big supporters and promoters back in 2012 of that effort. 
and had you know Governor Huckabee on this show numerous times to promote it and talk about it at the time. But here, so but here's how I've reacted. I love Chick Fil A and I love its food. I've been telling you guys for like two months I need to go try that new mac and cheese. Right? It's good. Is it good? It's good. I just am like, I don't know. I'll get to it when I get to yeah. it. It, it's just another place to me now, yeah. you know. And so if I if 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 I'm in the neighborhood and I'm finally like, you know what, I really want to try it, and it's it's convenient, fine. But there's like eight other places closer to my house that are more convenient, and now you got Grubhub and everything else, and they're not on there, you know. And I'm just like, it's not worth the extra effort for me anymore. That's kind of how I've reacted to it in the last week. And that's what one of the most interesting comments on, and you got a lot of comments on your Facebook page about it, but just said, you know that. It, if I had a hankering for a chicken sandwich, I would have driven past numerous other chains in order to make sure I ended up at Chick-fil-A. And they said, just now, I won't do that. It doesn't mean I won't stop eating at Chick-fil-A. Just like I, I still, if I really need a cup of coffee and there's a Starbucks there, I'm speaking for myself now, I'll get a cup of uh, a Starbucks coffee. But there's just a lot of people who will not eat Chick-fil-A. Even though, and if you're just paying attention, that's what's... Uh, the, the whole, uh, we talked about this, but the Babylon Bee thing, I mean, have they capitalized more on their, how they do things than how they anointed Chick-fil-A and then how they totally reverse course that mm-hmm. they had Chick-fil-A? The, was there no one? Like, when you have that boardroom, you always need to have one John the Baptist on your board. Like, okay, we, all of you have spoken, now John, you brood of vipers. But that's yeah. the problem. They clearly don't have that guy. That, that, that's it. There's clearly no one there that has permission to speak freely and doesn't mean they're always right. You, we, you, you've heard me say this about the conservative movement in the Republican Party. Who are your contrarians? Okay, if you can't answer the challenge of your own contrarians wearing your uniform, you have no chance to defeat the other side then. If, if, if you can't firm up the weaknesses in your own strategies and tactics and vision and arguments, then you can't ever defeat the ones that, are, that, that, you, that oppose you. And that's why you always listen to your contrarians. And what it, what's very clear here is what you just said again as another brilliant point, Todd. There aren't any contrarians. The fact that they've been so quiet and silent in the face of this, except for one return phone call to Franklin Graham and then Matt Staver at Liberty Institute blew that whole thing up. And, and that was even before the SPLC donations and stuff came out, right? That came out separately like a couple of days after that. And they have been silent. So that tells you one... I'm just telling you, there's only two options to that. And they're both bad. One is, this is the worst public relations department of any major corporation in America. The other is, well, you can probably guess what the other is, right? We'll come back. More of your phone calls on this. Do you feel betrayed by Chick-fil-A? And if so, what should be the response to it? 888 is the number. 888 We'll get to more of your phone calls here in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hey, if you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors before you make that very expensive investment, well, I'm assuming you're not or don't know how to lay your own carpet. If you do, it's really not that pricey. Actually, because most of the price is the labor. <laughs> All right, but in, unless you're one of the few, the proud, that can actually do that, 
Um, it's a pretty expensive investment. That's why you must give Genesis 950 a try before you consider replacing them. Genesis 950 is an amazing pet stain and odor remover with water. Pardon me. Genesis 950 breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so that they are gone for good. And it's antibacterial component removes pet stains and odors from carpet and padding can even be used in carpet cleaning machines. And it's so green. It's safe for your family and your pets. Now, you can use this, by the way, on cleaning stuff all over the house, including nice stuff like the granite quartz in the bathroom and the kitchen. But where it really shines is pet stain and odor removers. All right. If you want to give it a shot before you go with the big carpet replacement purchase, give Genesis 950 a try. You'll get a free spray bottle and a discount when you use promo code blaze at Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com, promo code blaze to get that discount at Genesis950.com. Right, let's go back to the phones. We'll get to some of the social media reaction from you, Todd, a little bit later on in this segment as well. But let's go back to the phones on our Monday town hall. Do you feel betrayed by Chick-fil-A? And if so, what, if anything, should be done about it? 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Texas next. And Chris, Chris, welcome to the blaze. What do you think? Hey, hey. Hello? Yep, go ahead, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I had a uh, comment in regards to I feel betrayed, not entirely. Uh, we are, uh, the owner, if I'm not mistaken, is a Christian, much like uh, Hobby Lobby. Uh, they had some bumpy roads. I don't think we should throw them the fire or stone them to death. I think we need to stand up as a conservative Christian community and say, hey, what are your intentions? Uh, Hobby Lobby was silent for a while and as they thought about their public responses. I think we're too quick. We are no better than the left if we if we chew up and spit out Chick-fil-A on the first nonsense. I, I really believe that they hired the wrong guy based upon your guess that you have on them. I, I think mm-hmm. that hmm uh, I think they made a mistake, and mistakes are allowed, uh, and they. I hope they don't pay dearly for them, because I love Chick-fil-A. So, and answering the question, no, I don't feel entirely betrayed as of yet until we get more information. Okay. that I think that's very reasonable, Chris. Thanks for the phone call. And I don't want to speak for you two. I'm not big on boycott and cancel culture, okay? I wouldn't go so far as to say there's never a time for a boycott. Like, now, (laughs) donating to SPLC is really bad, guys. I mean, like, that's pretty bad, okay? But, like, if if, um, Planned Parenthood Day at the ballpark was brought to you by Chick-fil-A, if you wanted to tell me, that's it, man, it's boycott time, at something like that, that's why I wouldn't say never. There's, 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 I wouldn't say there's never a time for a boycott. Cancel culture is, is different. That's where we are looking for stuff that people, regardless of who they are right now, that they might have said 10 years ago or, or tweeted uh, five years ago, and let's destroy their lives right now. Right? That, I'm, I'm certainly not in on that, and I'm, I'm an opponent of it. I wouldn't go so far as say boycotts are never bad. And to me, a boycott is not me choosing to go somewhere else, like a formal effort to get other people to follow 
me or the group of people that are doing something. That's how I would define a boycott. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Like I don't, I'm not boycotting Chick Fil A right now by not going in the last week or two. I just, to me, it's just not as much of a. They, they've told me that they shouldn't be as much of a priority for me as they used to be, and I'm, I'm. They've sent the signal, and I'm, I'm, I'm receiving it. But I wouldn't rule out that I may decide tomorrow. You know what? I'm in the neighborhood. I drove right by. I want to try that mac and cheese. I'll give it a shot. It's just nothing that I'm going to make an extra effort to do at this particular point, given where the things stand. So I don't, boycotts to me are not a never, never, but I think they should be used rarely. So I, I think Chris has a valid point to some extent. What do you think, Todd? Well, in, in one of the funny defenses, it, it's live on video when you see like people laying on the sidewalk in front of Chick-fil-A's and there was one guy just saying, it's just a chicken sandwich. So the uh, the people are, it's that that is coming back on people who now want to boycott Chick-fil-A uh, uh, from the right, and it's it, it's an, a it has to be addressed by us on some level. If you think it should be boycotted, why uh, why is it okay for you and not for them? And it, we we do need to talk about motivations here. And the call, the first caller we had and the passion he showed, it, th- there's somebody. It, this is like your Johnny Dangerously rule, Steve. You know, you like it's not. I'm not really boycotting the chicken sandwich. I, I I'm just you. You do not get. To use me, I was loyal yeah, to they you. They peed on him and told him it yeah, was raining. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and that's what really frustrates absolutely. people. It's I get not, it. yep. and I, th- I, I think there's all kinds of. I think more people than not will probably still be going to Chick Fil A th- th- than boycotting it, which is why I was pretty confident when we talked about this last Friday. About I, I thought I, I, I was the most optimistic about the bottom line of Chick Fil A uh, not suffering. But there's just a lot of people that in their lives it's less about Chick Fil A, but like in all their relationships, um, you, you don't get to shank me. That not going to happen. There's no excuse for that. This was this was so blatant and so obvious. Uh, I'm not protesting chicken sandwiches. I'm just protesting people I believe to be uh, fiends, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, 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 I don't like the waffle fries any less, and I don't think that the spicy chicken tastes any worse. It's that you came to me, you know. I, I feel you. We you, you feel like you came to me, brother to brother, and said, "Hey, we need you to stand yeah. in the gap for us," and we did. And then you turn right around and donate. A, to, I mean, you know, there's 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 charities out there that do great work for, for that that are pro rainbow that do great work for those that are stricken with hiv and things of that nature that are that we could all just support as as the human condition you know to alleviate suffering you could have there's ways you could have done this cutting a check to the splc i'm just telling you it's it is like it it is like writing a check to nero's uh, build rebuild rome after the fire i blamed you on fund i i it's the only place left is like Planned Parenthood in a moss. I, I mean, it, it's the worst of the worst of the worst. They go out of their way to make sure platforms like this and voices like ours do not exist. And to write them a check, I don't know how to take it other than a middle finger. I mean, I, that's right. I, that's what it is. That now, now you're not even just passively. Hey, I got to pay the toll to ride on this road. Now you're 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 arming against me yeah. with with something like that. And had Chick Fil A been your dime a dozen restaurant donating to uh, the Rainbow Jihad? I mean, we talk about this all the time in terms of Hollywood. We still go to movies if we if we were against every company that donated their money to that. We'd never see a film for goodness. I mean, we we do get the lay of the land. This is this is about a betrayal. Yeah, it, it's just it, it, when you're 
someone of the conservative persuasion, a Christian in this country, somebody who at least respects and holds on to Judeo-Christian values, you feel incredibly lonely in our culture. You, you feel like you're out on an island, and that's because you are. It, it, it is very much because you are. And that's why you see so many people latch on to so-and-so actor or actress said something remotely sounding American or conservative. They are my new hero. That's why you get that reaction a lot. That's not a good re- reaction. I'm not justifying that by, by any means. But it, it always seemed like, at least for the last couple of decades, you know what, we've always got, we, we, you know, this, this is not going our way. We'll always have Chick-fil-A. We'll always have Hobby Lobby or something like that. And to, to, to see this, it is a middle finger. To, to see that happen, that's why you get the reaction, a justified reaction as well. It's not that, it's not that uh, in, there's a difference between being canceled and saying, you know what, I'm just not going to go there anymore. There's a vast chasm between you must die bet- and uh, I'm just going to ignore you. So there's there's that as well. But it, when, you, when you already feel like you're out on an island yeah. and then this happens. Yep. I know. I know. Let's go back to the phones. John in Indiana. John, welcome to the blaze. What do you think, sir? Well, I think we have to take a a more long-term, constructive, strategic look at this. First, you have to ask the question, uh, is this an internal or external cause to the change in their policy? If they've got bad people inside the organization, then what we ought to do instead of doing a boycott is simply turn the clegg light of exposure and truth onto those individuals responsible for the policy. Now, if it's an outside thing, if it's just you know one too many protests from the LGBT community, you know, then we ought to put our people in their faces, you know, wagging our fingers saying, shame, shame, for trying to ruin these people's business to achieve your ends. You know, you're not bad for being gay. You're bad because you're playing dirty like this. And for my money, having both a background in military and in advertising, uh, you know, they made a bad move. If they wanted to boost their business, they could have put Parmesan and marinara on the chicken and come up with a new line. That'll boost business. Mm-hmm. And in, finally, in conclusion, um, Moabite women were hot, according to all reports. <laughs> well said. Uh, I like that. was a great blast there, John, at the end. Appreciate it. And good analysis as well. Um, it is not uncommon for there to be infiltration of institutions of virtue. This is a common tactic. Well, that was Gramsci's whole. Yes. And, and, and it's, it's, it's known, and what Aaron's referencing is there's a great Italian communist, great because of his volume and amount of influence within American left, the Western leftism, named Antonio Gramsci. And, you know, in his prison letters, he was imprisoned by Mussolini. Uh, and in his prison letters, he, he articulated a strategy called the long march through the institutions. And what it said is that um, unless you want violent revolution like what happened on the streets of St. Petersburg and Moscow, you know, in, 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 the, in November of, of, of 1918, you, unless you want to do that in all these countries, you're not going to see uh, a, a true takeover of Marxism um, unless, you are t- unless you infiltrate the institutions from the inside out. 
And he, and he called this strategy the long march through the institutions. And this is what's occurring right now. And, and a lot of, um, of institutions of Americana and, and, and a lot of institutions within Western civilization. And a lot of these are institutions that were created in order to defend us against leftists and other forms of near-to-wells. And now they're being used against us. It's the hydraing of shields. Yes, yes. And this is why, you know, I asked Bob Vanderplatz a question last hour. How often does an institution, when it's given over to this, ever come back? And it's I it's an I asked that question as an echo. This was a conversation John Adams and Thomas Jefferson had at the end of their lives, from best friends to political rivals to best friends again. They exchanged several letters of correspondence at the end of their lives before they both died on the same day, July fourth. They both died on July fourth, the same day, like eighteen the exact same, same day. The exact same day on the fourth of July. Like on 1826 or something like that. Okay, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson died on the same day, and it was the Fourth of July. And and their their letters back and forth to each other. Some of them are personal, but a lot of them are philosophical, and they're interesting reads. And I can't remember which one asked the other this question. I think it was Jefferson who actually asked Adams this question because Adams was considered the more religious of the two. And Jefferson asked if a has a nation that once it's lost its virtue ever recovered it. And the answer without revival is no. And if you, if you look at the history of the Protestant church in America, there has only been one denomination that once this impulse was gained a foothold within its confines, ever came back. And it's the Southern Baptist Convention. And I've talked about this before, and the way that it happened is you had men like Paul Pressler and Adrian Rogers and others. They literally went, church by church, seminary by seminary, congregation by congregation, and purged. In the late 70s, early 80s, they purged all the leftists. They, they, got, they fired them. I mean, literally just purged them off the rolls. Now imagine doing that in today's 24-hour news cycle environment where, hell, half the, folk, half, half, the, half the host on Fox would blast you, let alone what all the other channels would say. I remember turning in, tuning into Fox to get an update on, on Chick-fil-A Day seven years ago, and Shepard Smith introduced it as the day of tolerance, of bigotry and intolerance, is how he introduced it on Fox News. So, I mean, half the host on Fox would blast you for, for doing that if, you, if a denomination did that today, let alone what every one of the other networks would say and do. What would happen to you on social media? Now, none of that really means anything in the grand scheme of things. But the problem is the people in, place, in charge of places like this think that it does. When it really doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Just very few are willing to call that bluff. So if, if, if Chick-fil-A has indeed hired some poor people, and if it's being infiltrated, you have to understand those people, are the same sources that brought you Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and Julie Swetnick, and what you've endured the last couple of years of complete and total horse bleep, And, you know, that's why I kidded when they when that Navy secretary got fired for believing he was the commander in chief of the Navy and not the president of the United States. Hey, congrats on your new ESPN or CNN gig because he's going to have one of those like in five minutes from now. You realize that, right? He'll be a CNN contributor in five minutes. If 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 Dan Cathy over there says, you know what? Screw this noise, man. Give me names. And we're going to start firing people. Those people are all getting interviewed tonight on MSNBC 
And those interviews are pre-booked right now, waiting for that to happen. Because that's how infiltration, if, if indeed it's an infiltration, if indeed that's what it is, that's how this is going to get, get that's how it's going to get played. That's why it's so difficult for these sorts of institutions, once they go down this road, to come back. Because the pain they have to endure to do so is a price, Todd, that they're often not willing to pay. And then they end up in the Boy Scouts no man's land. Where they never do enough, they never do enough to placate the invaders. And then little by little, more and more, they lose the loyalty of the base that made them one they, what they once were. The Boy Scouts are nothing. They're a shell of what they used to be. And now they're, now they're facing court challenges from the Girl Scouts because they're letting girls uh, line up as boys now too, okay? So now they're, even, they're, now they're in court against the Girl Scouts, guys, right now as we speak. Because the Girl Scouts, why are you competing against us? Well, I think because we're pro-LGBTQ. You don't once you don't ever get out of this road, ever. Unless, that's why, you, I, the analogy I drew earlier, when I asked you guys, name me the Republican politician who gets in there and thinks I can work the machine to our issues. You couldn't come up with one? Well, we're looking for people who will break and sabotage the machine. You can't, you can't play this game better than the people who created it. You're never going to outsmart them. That's why Jesus didn't give us, here's the smarter covenant. Here's the slicker covenant. No, this is the new covenant. We are not in, we're in this world, but we are not of that. We're not playing that game. We don't play those rules. We're not trying to win that. We're not, the only way to win the game is what, Todd? Not to play. Not to play. And that's why the caricature involved in this, it, it just goes to show God's long-suffering uh, loyalty to his creation because look at the march of the institutions that already happened to devastating report uh, the you know the the schools um the church across uh westerndom right now the the catholic church right at the top of the list i mean the 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 vital ones yet we still haven't learned so god's just here trolling us look at us we're sitting here defending chick-fil-a like it's the alamo and we're davy crockett because <laughs> yeah. we will just not learn so god says Okay, and it, it, here we are talking about the chicken store as if it's the bottom line of Western civilization because mm. we've been left with nothing else. We're stripped bare. Well said. It's Monday. You're my, on fire this hour, man. Save I, some for Friday. I'll do my best. can tell you we're storing up, though, because we were here last Friday, right? right? So you had some carryover? I hear you. That's going to do it for us today. We're going to stick around and do some overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.